It was a Friday morning in spring of 2015. I was sitting on my couch, drinking my coffee, staring outside my window, reflecting on my week. I had just wrapped up a full week of travel in Bakersfield, California. I just started a new company, so I had all the feelings of change is good, it's a fresh start, and I'll get to experience new things. The environment was different. I went from keeping employees engaged as they sold toilet paper and TVs to keeping employees engaged as they sold used cars. I loved my new teams I was supporting. I loved my peer who I was also who was also an HR manager at a former employer. I didn't even mind the travel, even though I wasn't traveling to the most glamorous spots in the US. Despite all the good, I was having a hard time connecting with my boss. In fact, each time I interacted with him, I would cringe. The irony when looking back on this moment was my sole mission as a regional human resource manager was to ensure every employee worked for a great leader. Yet, I had an awful leader. I would literally get what appeared to be an anxiety attack when I had to jump on a call with him or spend two days traveling with him. This was new territory for me. I would actually hear horror stories like this from employees over the years, but this was the first time I was actually experiencing it. I had an awful boss, and that wasn't the worst part. It was after these moments of interaction with my boss that I would reflect on, why am I even here? Why do I put up with this unhealthy relationship? Why am I staying in this unhealthy work environment? It was in these moments that I acknowledged I wasn't taking action on my number one goal, the number one goal that brought me to this new company. Because a year prior, I had left what believed I believed straight out of college was my dream job, the job and the company I would stay at for years, even retire with. Yet one year ago from this day, early spring of 2015, I was sitting on my couch reflecting on my week. I had set a goal to create my own roles, to make a big impact and become my own boss. It was in these moments, like many other previous Friday mornings, that I would reflect on what new excuse was I holding on to that was preventing me from taking action, preventing me from accomplishing my one goal. Chances are you too are holding on to an excuse that's holding you back from taking action. Chances are you too are working in an unhealthy environment that no longer fulfills you, no longer provides you a flexible schedule and financial freedom. I'm here to let you know I've been in your shoes and you're not alone. This week's Corporate Matchmaker podcast episode, I'm diving into the three most common excuses holding you back from taking action. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Matchmaker Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Bergoli, and I'm an HR manager by day, content creation and connection strategist by night, a wife and a mom. I help corporate moms building a side business or who are thinking of building a side business build a raving online fan base through content creation and connections. Today's episode, we'll be diving into the three biggest excuses holding you back from taking action. Now, I don't know you personally. But I do know if you're listening to this message right now, you've been wrestling with your business idea for quite some time. You may even have tested it with a few select individuals. You're ready to craft your message online, to share it with the world, yet something is holding you back. Something is preventing you from taking action. Now, being an entrepreneur ain't easy. If it were easy, everyone would do it. There is a rush of emotions that comes when you decide to build your business. It's like riding a roller coaster. There's anxiety as you anticipate what's next, excitement as you experience the first win, fear as you encounter the unknown, overwhelm when you hit an obstacle, and so on and so on. 
It's when the feelings of fear of, or being overwhelmed that you start to list out all the excuses, the reasons, if you will, why you can't move forward, why you won't be able to take action. I believe there are three common excuses that we corporate women hold on to that holds us back from taking action. And before you know it, another week, month, or even a whole year has gone by and your idea is still sitting there collecting dust. Well, excuse number one is that you're not willing to start small. Excuse number two, you don't know how to take the talk about what you do. And excuse number three, you're waiting until your business idea is perfect. Let's dive into excuse number one. You're not willing to start small. When I first started to build my side business, I was so eager to dive in. I didn't really know specifically what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to help other corporate women. I reached out to my network and I told them I was starting my own business as a career and business coach. Fancy, huh? I shared a little bit about who my ideal client was and asked my colleagues if they knew anyone that fit that description and to send them my way. Within a few weeks, I was fully booked for the month. I was feeling good at first. One week, I was helping Susan from operations with her resume and prep her for her next job interview. Then the second week, I was helping Linda from HR build her HR consulting side business. Within a month, I was overwhelmed, exhausted, and unsure how I was going to maintain this while juggling a demanding day job. I was serving two types and two different types of clients. I kept having to switch my coaching style, putting on my career coaching hat, then my business coaching hat. It was a lot to manage, and it was becoming harder and harder to balance it all. I realized I had set the expectations to be successful straight out the gate. I was reading so many posts from other entrepreneurs that were having 10K plus months. And I was thinking, well, if they can do it, I surely can. But what I learned the hard way is it would have been a lot easier if I started small to pick one thing, to do one thing really well and stick with this one thing for a full year. That way I could see what was working, what wasn't working, what I liked and what I didn't like. And if you're nodding your head yes in agreement as you hear this, chances are you too are trying to speed up the process. You too are wanting to gain fast results and match your corporate salary as quick as possible because you're ready to be doing this full time. There is a reason why HR managers keep new leaders in position for 12 to 18 months before allowing that leader to transfer or be promoted. It takes about six months to learn the job. And then it takes about another six months to master the job. And then from there, it takes six months to start adding other skills and responsibilities to the job. Now, yes, 18 months may sound like a lifetime, but here's what I want you to do. If you're holding back from taking action because you have so many ideas running through your head on how you can make an impact or how you can create your own rules and become your own boss, I want you to step one, pick one method, process, framework, or technique that you'll commit to working on. Yep, just one thing. One thing that you're going to commit to working on to help you cultivate transformation for your ideal client. Let's say you're a health coach and you're going to come up with a process on how to help corporate women who travel prep healthy food on the go. And then step two, spend about four months learning and testing all things about this one method. Take note of what's working or not working. I would even recommend reaching out to a few women in this example, a few corporate women who travel to beta test this process you have as a health coach. Identify what's working. What can you remove or add to your process? Step three, spend another four months mastering this one method. Think about how you're creating authority in your industry, how you're becoming known as the expert in what and how you serve this ideal audience. 
That way your followers can say, I follow her because I'm a corporate female who travels 50% of the time and I love all of her healthy food tips to eat when I'm on the go. Then step four, spend another four months adding to this one method. Keeping with the same health coach example, based on what you're seeing from your clients as you help them with meal plans, now you can add a workout regimen to the mix. Slow and steady will help you achieve quick wins along the way and avoid waiting till everything falls into place before you take action. Now, excuse number two, you don't know how to talk about what you do. Now, meet my former client, Erin. When Erin came to me, it was because she was struggling with how she would capture what she does in a way that speaks to her followers through a post or an Instagram story. She was a blogger that helped other stay-at-home moms DIY their homes. She specifically wanted to create content that she shared who she was, what she did, and why other women should follow her. The more she scrolled on Instagram looking for inspiration from other influencers, the more she became overwhelmed and confused with what to write. She started to psych herself out, comparing her content to other influencers, influencers who had been in the game for years. And she started to doubt if her message was even strong enough. She questioned if she had the experience and the credibility to help other women. Can you relate? Is this an excuse that you've been telling yourself to hold you back from taking action? If you're nodding your head yes, here's how you can fix this. Step one, stop looking outward for inspiration. There's a time and a place to check out what others are doing in order to help you get your creative vibes flowing, but not when it comes to figuring out your unique message that you shall share with your followers that shares who you are, what you do, and why they should follow you. Step two, set a timer for 10 minutes and start brainstorming all the things you want to share with your followers about your business. Have fun with it and don't second guess the ideas that come to your mind. There is no wrong answer. The goal is just to get your ideas out. Even if the first one or two minutes you find yourself thinking, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to say. I want you to write that out still. That is okay because that's going to allow your brain to focus on the task at hand and you'll be pleasantly surprised how within a few minutes you'll start to get a rush of ideas and phrases you can include in your messaging. Step three, look at your list and come up with two to three sentences that speak to what you do, who you serve, and why someone should follow you. Step four, share it with a good friend, spouse, a virtual bestie, and get feedback on how that message is landing with them. Step five, take action and start sharing it in your posts, your IG stories, and play with how you share it. For example, maybe you tell a story about an important lesson you learned and then transition into how it helped you start building your business and insert what you want your audience to hear from you. Now let's talk about excuse number three. You're waiting till your business idea is perfect. Now, I know perfectionist Patricia oh too well. Patricia and I broke up and every once in a while, she still shows back up begging me to take her back. But I know it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> All joking aside, I know how it is and how you want your business to be well, a well-oiled machine before you start offering your services. I remember I waited almost a year to offer my services because I didn't have a business name, a business name. I thought I can't offer services without having, without having a business name. There was also even a time when I held off on starting my business because I didn't have my website up. And I thought, who would take me seriously if I don't have a website? 
looking back, I realized how this was just another excuse I was holding on to, another excuse I was using as a crutch to prevent me from taking action. Four plus years in my business and less than 1% of my followers ask about my business name. Four plus years in my business and less than 5% of my followers ask me about my website. I wasted all that time putting myself out there because I thought my business had to be perfect. If this is you, if this is where you are right now, break up with Patricia once and for all. Girl, bye. Step one, make a list of all the things you would like to have completed before you start sharing your business with the world. Step two, pick one, maybe two things you can complete that's truly a need to get your business up and running. Step three, set a deadline. By what date will these one or two things be completed? 90 days or less is a good time frame. Step four, start sharing your business with your audience. I promise you'll feel better once you start. And even four plus years later, I'm still adding and tweaking my programs. And if I waited until it was perfect, I would still be working on my business idea today. So let's recap. Start small. Pick one method and do it well for at least 12 months. Don't look outward for inspiration when crafting your message on who you are, what you do, and why your ideal client should follow you. And three, leave perfectionist Patricia at the door and start building and sharing your business with your audience today. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.